from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe adventure for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. You can't do this to me! I'm an American! Number 66 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this archaeological old film. Okay, Liana, let's do our predictions and just get okay. get into this thing. Yucky. Oh, hey, Liana, it's Sienna. Hey. I'm about to watch The Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know that this is going to be Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. I know that because Indiana I know Jones I've seen Andrew. this movie before. However, <laughs> when I was trying to remember what happened in it, mm-hmm. I told my family, I said, don't tell me that I'm right, but I know for a fact that Indiana Jones is at some point going to be a child falling into a pit of snakes, which he's afraid of, uh, uh, like a train car full of snakes. Oh. Uh, and I know that he will try to choose which is the correct Holy Grail, and I know that some child will drive him around in a car, <laughs> so you guys don't have to even worry about it. I know this stuff. And turns out those are all things from different movies that aren't yeah. the first one. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with this one. Someone's face is going to melt off at some point. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. I guess snake. there will be tombs. Yeah. And tomes. Hey. And doom. Yeah, there's some and doom. Dooms. Uh, and dooms. Anyway, I love you. Goodbye. Aw. Well, yeah, you sort of captured the whole cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, so sure. I was like, don't even tell me. Don't yeah. even tell me. And they were like, no, that's not, that's not right. 
I had a couple moments like that too. I was like, oh, and this is the one where they say this line and it comes back later. Yeah. And it never happened. And it didn't. And yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess these all these movies all look the same. Yeah. For a good reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Liana, I'd love to hear your. Yes. Your prediction. <laughs> Here you go. Hi, Sienna. Hi. It's Liana. I'm about to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> good job. But I have to be honest with you. Oh. I'm currently for separate unrelated reasons in a very grumpy mood so i'm not sure i believe i believe i do believe in indiana jones and i believe in the power of this film and the raw sensuality of harrison ford to lift me lift me up out of this funk but i'm grumpy okay love you bye bye okay first of all amazing short sort of self-emotional negotiating there. Like the, <laughs> the fact that you could present your grumpiness <laughs> in you. such a chipper way. <laughs> Excuse me, but I am grumpy. I am so angry. <laughs> I am in a horrid mood. I could just kill someone. <laughs> I might. I might just do it. <laughs> well, Sienna, could you please give us, please, a summary of the film Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> yes. Um, you know what I realized oh. is... I call this a summary, but what I mean is synopsis. What's the difference? I think a synopsis just sort of sets it up. Oh, yeah. Where a summary is everything. Oh, that's... And that's why I haven't that's been... That's why I'm, like, mean to you every week. Because I'm like, that's not everything that happened. And I'm like, I don't want to spoil it. Oh. But that isn't what a summary We're is. very dumb. Anyway, we mean synopsis, and you guys should get that. Okay. Well, Sienna, could you please give a synopsis? Yes. A synopsis of Raiders of the Lost Ark. A hot archaeologist yeah! <laughs> named named Indiana Jones yeah. searches for the legendary Ark of the Covenant, mm. which for some reason can be used in war <laughs> as a weapon or something like that. Yeah. Before the Nazis can get their hands on it. The end. <laughs> I uh, the only characters who are worth knowing. Yeah, are Indiana Jones, oh, played yeah. by Harrison Ford. Hello, uh, Belloc, his yes. French, French nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have one. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> Mine is Emily in Paris. <laughs> Mine is Jacques Cousteau, <laughs> <laughs> and Marion, his ex. And partner in crime, yes. eventually. Yes. And yes. re-love interest. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Liana, though being Hello. grumpy during the actual viewing, yes. seems quite happy right now. Mm-hmm. Liana. Yes. Do you have any historical context? Oh, I sure do. Okay. Okay. All right. Hello. Hello. Um, a, a, a whip slap to you, <laughs> and welcome to the historical context for Raiders of the Lost Ark, the 1981 fun for the whole family film. <laughs> Directed by Steven Spielberg, the story was conceived by George Lucas and yeah. Philip Kaufman. So, man, George is just around <laughs> on this list. Mm-hmm. This movie was the first in the Indiana Jones franchise. Apparently, quote, Lucas suggested Marion would have a romantic past with the much older Jones at the age of 11. 11? <laughs> Spielberg replied, she had better be older. <laughs> 
I think George is kind of a freak. Why is he so weird? He's really he makes the weirdest choice <laughs> in each film that he does. Mm. They, they filmed the Egypt scenes in Tunisia and the Peru scenes in Hawaii. <laughs> so, yeah. um, LMAO. A lot of the cast and crew got dysentery during the filming of it. Including Harrison Ford. Yeah, baby! <laughs> oh, yeah. Somewhere between six and 10,000 snakes <laughs> no. were flown in. <laughs> so many. And they were flown in because they filmed some of it on just a set in England where they had filmed, I think, some of Star Wars and then needed so many snakes for some of the temple scenes. And uh, Stanley Kubrick's daughter, Vivian, was like visiting her dad who was making <laughs> something, I guess, nearby. And she visited set and she contacted the RSPCA, which is the U- the UK equivalent of like the No Animals Were Harmed organization uh-huh. in the US. She contacted the RSPCA and production was delayed while safeguards were put in place to protect the snakes. Wait, that's so Snake queen. Snake queen? Snake goddess. Vivian. Love- Vivian she- Kubrick. She got there. Protect the snakes. She got there, she looked around and she said, I have to call the animal police. Call the RSPCA. The snakes are not safe. Also, they weren't safe before? They needed A some- snake got kicked in the face in the film. Like, visibly. Just, they needed someone to come in and tell on them. Like I'm sure they were child. like, ugh. Yeah, I'm 100% sure that's exactly what um, OMG, Indiana Jones's costume was based in part on Humphrey Bogart's look in The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. <laughs> that movie? <laughs> yeah. His worst. The one where he's adventuring in the desert. Yes. But he's his weirdest, freakiest, yeah. least hot. The least character hot. was not. Just the sort of leather. Yeah. Okay, I see it. <laughs> I see it. Okay. All right. A little bit about the moment that we see the movie during. It's set in 1936. In A lot of it takes place in Egypt. In 1936, in Egypt, was the year that they ratified the Anglo-Egyptian Treaty. So this treaty officially ended the British occupation in Egypt. Mm -hmm. We know from our Lawrence of Arabia episode that Britain had a huge presence in Egypt, particularly during the First World War. Mm -hmm. And leading leading up to the second, I was curious, like, was it still like Mm -hmm. a hub for British control? No, because they... Britain didn't, like, leave. They sort of, like, hung out, Uh (laughs) stuck around. But they were relegated to certain areas, like the Suez Canal, Instead of fully just like occupying the country, uh, and then eventually Italy invaded Egypt in 1940. So it was sort of a, it was a big site during much of World War II mm-hmm. between the Allies and the Axis powers. The Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. Now you're getting how, into my territory, baby. How much did you know? It's something you learn about in school. Okay, because it's Old Testament. Yeah, you learned about Old Testament. Moses. Stuff. All right. Okay, great. Well, if any of this sounds offensively incorrect, okay, uh, smite me. Okay, the Ark of the Covenant is considered the only intrinsically holy physical relic in the Jewish faith. Oh, I did not know that. Slay! Slay! (laughs) Slay Liana! (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) It's the container that held the tablets of the law that Moses received on Mount Sinai, a.k.a. The Ten Commandments. Yes, thou shall not mm. kill. <laughs> well, yeah. Or kill. do crime. Number one is... Do not harm. No, that's the Hippocratic <laughs> Oath. 
the Israelites escaped from Egypt and Moses led them to the mountains of Sinai. And then he was kind of like on the go for 40 days and for 40 nights at the mountain. Just like, I don't know, vibing. I'm on the go. And he was like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. And that's, I guess, when he like was presented with instructions on how to build the ark. There's literally like a passage that's like, you got to get this amount of materials and you have uh-huh. to have this, these people put it together. It's sort of like an Ikea manual. <laughs> the construction of the Ark is detailed in the book of Exodus. Yes. That's <laughs> Moses's book. Okay. <laughs> makes sense then. Ark, the word comes from the Latin arca or chest. So Ark. Love it. Chest. The Babylonians had a story of a flood in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which <laughs> we had to read in my public high school. Oh. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Um, was a famous ark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby Moses floated down the Nile in a basket that was for, referred to as an ark. And then this one, the Ark of the Covenant. So they, the arks, when that word is used uh, in biblical stories, they're very much seen as, quote, vessels of salvation, is how people perceive that uh, craft. I am learning so much. <laughs> Checkmate, Catholic schools. <laughs> The Ark was a portable shrine during the Israelites' years in the wilderness, so they would like pack it up and take it with them wherever they went, and it was the first thing that they set up where, whenever they arrived somewhere, and it was the last thing that they took down whenever they went somewhere new. Numbers 9.15 sort of says that the Ark has the power to defeat the Israelites' enemies, oh. so that is where they got the idea for the Nazis opening it and being like, we're winning the war, <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> It was in in the possession of the Israelites, but then it had a tumultuous past that reads sort of like a national treasure montage at the beginning of National Treasure about, you know, the treasure. It was captured by the Philistines in the Bronze Age, but it sort of cursed them. So they sent it back to the Israelites. (laughs) Like everybody got the plague or pestilence. And they were like, this sucks. We don't want this Ark. That's crazy. Then the Ark was in 1000 BCE, David conquers Jerusalem and orders the Ark to be brought to the city. And then it was eventually placed in Solomon's temple. Solomon was David's son. And David couldn't build a temple because he was had done sin, but Solomon could. So they put it in his temple. Uh, then the Ark sort of passed from conquering king to conquering king. And then the Babylonians sacked the city of Jerusalem in 587 BCE. And the Ark disappeared. <gasps> And we still don't know today where it is. So that's sort of like the last official record of where it could be. There's obviously a lot of like theories as to where it might be Uh today. And there's also theories that like it it was a metaphor the whole time. But people are like, they gave an instruction manual. Like, why would you just write that for a metaphorical box? I don't know. Um, okay, Tanis, or San, San Al-Hagar, which was the once capital of ancient Egypt, is the city that we see in the movie. They're like, oh, they, they found Tanis. It was de- buried in a desert storm, and we found it. Which, like, kind of, it is a real city, and a complex of royal tombs was found in the 1930s and 40s by a white guy, um, including the intact burial of Shoshank II, including jewelry belonging to, oh, excuse me, Shashank? I don't know. They spelled it differently on every single damn website I went to, um, including jewelry belonging to Sheshank I, who was the pharaoh who conquered Jerusalem, as recounted in 1 Kings 1425. Um, so he was that pharaoh, the first one, who conquered Jerusalem, theoretically like had access to the Ark at mm-hmm. some point. So that's also why Tanis is a relevant city to the Ark's story arc, <laughs> if you will. 
Uh, the trouble was, during this discovery of royal tombs in the 30s and 40s in uh, Tannis, Hitler was literally invading Poland. And so it oh. got, it didn't make like international news. Yeah. But people have said like, if it was, if it had been discovered at a different time in history, then the city of Tannis would be as famous as the tomb of Tutankhamun. Wow. Crazy. Wow. And then finally, a little bit about actual archaeology. <laughs> so the character of Indiana Jones is sort of based on three like white guys who did archaeology in the past, which is kind of mostly who did archaeology in the past. <laughs> three white One, guys. Yeah, three white guys. One Hiram Bingham III, who discovered, quote unquote, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. One, the other, another Roy Chapman Andrews and a third Leonard Woolley, all white boys just kind of vibing in the <laughs> desert of the jungle and claiming they found stuff. And the final thing I will leave us with is there's an article in the Smithsonian Magazine talking about the legacy of Indiana Jones and sort of the love-hate relationship that actual archaeologists have with the movie of like, it's very fun and also like, come on. And one of the quotes is, quote, there isn't a single object that belongs in a museum. Objects belong with their communities. And I was like, oh, damn. Because one of the big lines in this movie is, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. You're like, yeah. But then you're like, wait, museums? Hang on. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of this whole, we need to take this to the white people. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's right. Wait, couldn't you leave it, especially? Yeah, what if you didn't or actually? give it back to someone? It, couldn't it perhaps stay there? And that is the end of the historical context for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was really fun to watch you get um, passionate about, you know. The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. <laughs> that was really great for me. Breaks? Why'd it have to be breaks? We'll be right back. That's good. Thank you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. All right, Sienna. Should we get into our phone notes? Let's do it, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You haven't bolded this, and I haven't bolded it in mine. But we both saw Doc Ock. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this man looks like a young... Doc Ock. And I saw Alfred Molina in the title credits and I was like, Doc Ock? Wait a second. He's in the movie for like two minutes. He was so young. He got so impaled. (laughs) Sienna, you've written, this movie is a ride. And were you sort of just stating a fact? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The first, I had to find something to sort of bold in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. because my notes were not very good. (laughs) They were mainly me being like, Yeah, you did right. They're in a cave now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then shortly after, I think I wrote, oh, my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> this is so scary. I would have hated this movie as a kid. Now, that's interesting. I really would have. I uh, just didn't expect how gruesome a lot of it was going to be. Yeah. And spooky in a way where if I was a middle schooler, like I remember seeing The Goonies and I really didn't like a lot about it. Oh. And this is similar where it's not scary, mm-hmm. but for like a middle schooler who hasn't seen, if you haven't seen that much scary stuff, it'll kind of like, you know. You could brag about yeah. yeah, not looking away when there's like a snake in the skull's mouth and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Maybe a little younger than middle school. I don't know what what you kids are doing these days. Uh, I don't know. We don't know what you're watching. <laughs> right in. Is this if scary? you're a middle schooler. It, I would have hated it. But it does feel like a ride. Mm-hmm. That I will say. And I love that. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't absolutely hate the Polar Express. <laughs> Interesting. I don't like it. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of parts of it that are basically a roller coaster. They should make the Polar Express a roller coaster. They should. I don't oh, know where they? they would do that. What is it? DreamWorks? I don't know, Disneyland? Oh. Ooh. Disney? That's why I didn't get the page program, because I don't know who owns what <laughs> these days. Well, it feels a lot like the, the beginning of this movie, which was very fun. Yeah, the big ball. The big ball. <laughs> and the big ball comes rolling down. I love down. the big ball. Okay, Liana, time to get to some of your notes. You have said, <laughs> I'm going to just say these three that you say, because they're all in caps and write one after another. You've said, wow, he is so hot. He is even hotter than I remembered him being. <laughs> Feeling thankful. <laughs> this year. And I was. <laughs> Man, he was hot in this film. I think I was watching it with a hornier lens than I've ever watched it before. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a woman. Anymore. You're a woman. I'm, I'm a woman now. <laughs> I also read that he like bulked up for the film and I was really? like, thank you. <laughs> I feel thankful. When he entered the professor space, when did you like him more? Did you like him more in the classroom or out on the field? I, I can't answer that question. That's what? like asking me to choose a favorite child. <laughs> well, that one would be easy for you. Yeah, not, none of them. Uh, I loved him in all forms. <laughs> just, just Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. He is so hot. <laughs> Yeah. Because he does research. Oh, yeah. He is excellent at his jobs. Uh-huh. He looks great in a three-piece suit in academic he settings. He really looks good in a three-piece and suit. And he looks fantastic in whatever that silly little outfit is that he wears in the field. The hat. Little hat. Little whip. Leather jacket. Little whip. Uh, he's passionate about his academic uh, findings. Mm-hmm. He knows information. Oh, I mean... He's a planner. Oh, yeah. He'll get you from one place to another without relying on you to do it. No. This is a segment called Green Flags. Green Flags. <laughs> he doesn't take himself that seriously. No. He 
can do whip choreography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he thinks on his feet, obviously. Mm-hmm. He has a phobia. Yeah, does that make him haunted to you? It makes him vulnerable. <laughs> it I'm is good to have haunted. a phobia. It's I think good. he's. I think he's like categorically haunted because you just know that he's lost people in the past. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah. So I think he is a haunted, haunted boy in some ways. He really is. He's a cutie. He's a hottie. He's a cutie. He's a hottie. He's a professor. <laughs> oh, Liana. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You've said, these movies are disrespectful, but fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's tough, right? It's a tough one. Right. Disrespectful, like, to cultures? To cultures. Yeah. <laughs> to what? Cultures? Just generally yeah. cultures. No, it is. <laughs> Almost every culture was disrespected in this movie. It's yep. a tough one. Disrespectful is a good term. Um, back into our professor daddy zone. Yes. Sienna, you've written, what message would you put on your eyelids? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was funny. I remembered that so much. Yeah, so she's written, there is a student in his class. When you get to his class, oh. he's looking very hot in his three-piece suit, oh. teaching now. I and loved, I honestly, this felt feminist to me. His class is full of women just staring at him, just ogling. <laughs> they don't care what he's talking about. Yeah. It's the female gaze. It really is. It sort of, it, it really is. Really is. Mm. And one of the ladies sitting there has uh, written, love you on each of her eyelids she's blinking very slowly love you (laughs) love you which is really disconcerting it's not like the best way to give out that message but um, yeah what would you put on your eyelids well i was thinking about the only person who really sees me is you so i was thinking (laughs) you'd write good job (laughs) for when we're doing our podcast oh that's really nice maybe just like i'm doing my best (laughs) that's probably what i would get I actually love that. (laughs) I wonder if we could bring that in. People are doing a lot with their makeup these days. I bet. Just sort of your general. Because that can apply if you're looking at a a professor who's perhaps hot. (laughs) If you're in your day job and somebody is being rude, you can just say, hey, I'm actually doing my best right now. In any circumstance, if somebody honked you on the road, you can turn around in the driver's seat and blink at the car behind you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so... <laughs> oh, what the? Oh, oh, oh she's doing her best. Oh, she's doing oh, her I best. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm all unhunk. Sienna, you've written, yeah, I'm a Nazi, but I want to be a witch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is when they were talking about. I was t- having a tough time following in this scene. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brave. <laughs> Being a Nazi, being a Nazi is not enough. I am extremely interested in the occult. Yeah. That's when Indy was explaining to these other white dudes in this lecture hall. Mm. He was lecturing at them about what the Ark of the Covenant Covenant was for. Oh, yeah. And I have to tell you, during that scene, my be real went off. And so I didn't hear anything that they said because I was just waiting for a good time to take a photo of his face. Sure. it kept just showing the other white guys. Oh, yeah. I was like, come on. So... I, 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 I think if you hadn't, if you hadn't, if your B-roll hadn't, I was watching it. I was fully staring at it and I did, felt the same way. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was a lecturing scene and yeah. that, that didn't work for me, mm. but they were talking about the occult and how like the Nazis wanted this because it was, had like, I don't know, magical properties, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's do you really need that too? <laughs> you need to be evil in all ways. You need to be politically socially evil yeah and then you also need to be sort of yeah supernaturally evil (laughs) that's what we're doing i guess so
Sienna, you've written, is drinking her job? <laughs> I also wondered that. And you've written about Marion. You said, <laughs> here we find Marion slaying. <laughs> she was slaying. She slayed for two hours. So and we, the movie was only one hour 45. We, I also like Marion a lot. I liked her so much. We meet Marion. She is having a drinking contest. Mm-hmm. She is acting as though she is destroyed by oh, all this well. alcohol. But lo and behold, it did nothing to her. She can yeah. put away a bunch of drinks. But uh, for a while there, I was like, is this what she does all the time is just drink like maybe 50 shots? Yeah. I was surprised when it turns out that she owns the establishment. Yeah. Because I thought that's how she was like paying her way through living in Nepal was by doing drinking contests. Right. Sort of uh, Christopher Walken, Russian roulette. Yes. But fun <laughs> for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turned out she owned the place. So I guess maybe it's like, her entertainment like it gets people in the in the the yeah yeah i guess so right and then it promptly burns down yeah but then she immediately finds the next job nazi witch came in (laughs) and tried to hold onto a piece of burning metal (laughs) sort of a nazi dwight schrute sort of vibe (gasps) that's it (laughs) liana i wonder who this is about you said ah yes the man with the most punchable face in the world nazi witch dwight schrute He does have a very punchable face. So punchable. And I I watched this as a child, and I felt no fear, I must say. Oh. But I do recall feeling just so upset (laughs) every time he was on screen. Uh. Because as a child, you don't understand, like, that movies are formulaic and that this one is designed so that everybody gets out of it okay. Right. So I I felt distressed and annoyed anytime I saw him. (laughs) Because he was only there to make things worse. You have ex- and he was a Nazi witch. <laughs> you have just described a villain. <laughs> and every filmmaker, everybody who worked on this should feel so proud that it worked on you. <laughs> when he entered the space, I felt distressed. I felt mad. Everything he did made the situation worse. I felt like he did not want the best for the characters. He was antagonizing them. It made me keep watching because I was afraid of what he would do. I did not realize everything would turn out well in the end. (laughs) Stop antagonizing them. Stop that. Sienna, you didn't bold this, but we have to talk about it. Okay. You said in all caps, the monkey is a Nazi. That monkey was a Nazi. I took three notes about the monkey and I put them in orange. Okay, let's see. So there was a monkey in this film. He wasn't a vest. Liana has said, she has three notes on this monkey. She has said, the monkey is a snitch. (laughs) Then she says, the monkey is a narc. And then she says, I'd give a trage for the monkey dying, except the monkey was a narc. (laughs) Yes. A a snitch, a narc, and a Nazi was the monkey. It It just was such a surprisingly significant role for a monkey. And the fact that its owner was not ever affiliated with the team for the rest of the movie. It was yeah. just a guy. That's true. With an eye patch. Yeah. Sending his monkey off on nefarious Nazi errands. Yeah. Huh? There are two things I'm thinking. First of all, you're describing a character. <laughs> <laughs> what you're describing is a character. <laughs> sort of a person in the or or thing or monkey, or monkey <laughs> in the movie that serves a purpose yeah. that you didn't expect <laughs> sometimes it's a surprise 
<laughs> okay, but the other thing I'm thinking uh-huh. is uh, there were a couple of, a handful of moments, I'd say, in this movie where I thought, this movie is not perfect. Mm, okay. I yeah. don't think that they, like, I don't think this was the final draft that they could have done. It was a lot it of wasn't. fun. Really? No, because they they only had a few takes for each shot because the budget would have been astronomical. <laughs> with the monkey? Oh, with no, the monkey the or just all movie. of it? Because there were the so monkey many. monkey was so expensive. <laughs> we only got him. <laughs> Liana, you said, quote, leave it. God. <laughs> that was God's energy the whole film. God was saying, leave it. <laughs> Put it back. Leave it. Stop it. Leave it. What do you have? What's in your mouth? <laughs> Put it down. Put it down. Anytime they brought the ark out, God was like, hey, hey, what? Where did you get that? <laughs> did I say Put it? it back. Did you ask? Did you ask if you could take when it? when they first like hit the rock. Mm-hmm. Hit pan. When, when mm-hmm. they're doing their little separate dig in full view of the Nazis. Yeah. But so nobody seemed concerned <laughs> about it. God becomes very upset. You're right. This guy gets so spooky. <laughs> and that's how you know God is upset. Stop. Yeah. God is up Leave there. Just be it. Like, put it down. Leave it. Did you bring a saber to a gunfight? Better go remedy that. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Sienna, you've said, I don't understand this nemesis character. First he helps the Nazis, and now he's trying to catch a glimpse of Cyboob? <laughs> 
pick Elaine. I didn't really get his vibe. I had no idea what his name was the whole time. <laughs> I was really confused. I didn't even really get that he was like he first we first see him because he like takes he takes the other thing or the oh, yeah the little the little golden the little boy golden boy <laughs> <laughs> the little golden boy that is sacred to the Peruvians in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indy takes it, but then Bellic comes and takes it from him, mm-hmm. and so he's the and the, but then he ends up helping the Nazis. Yeah. And so that that all makes sense that he's like this other archaeologist adventurer, and it, he's going to help the not. Okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. But then when he has this thing with. Marion later mm-hmm. I'm like okay does that have to do with his evil Nazi schemes or does he just want to see a woman naked there was a weird sort of sieve story uh-huh. in this movie of everyone was in love with Marion uh-huh. and needed to see side boob yeah. at all costs And but the way that they did it I didn't quite feel that it really took like a lot of thinking about it for me to understand that that's what was happening Mm. i didn't fully get why he was working with the nazis because he's french yeah famously not pro-nazi i think they're just paying him i guess so i'm gonna say this because i know you want me to say this (laughs) okay (laughs) and also because it's funny but okay (laughs) you've said the memes for this app are gonna be fun i feel it in my indiana bones (laughs) Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. Very good. I laughed so much when I wrote that down. <laughs> oh man! Ooh. Moving on. No, oh. <laughs> it's very funny. Sienna, you've written the reason I'm wearing lingerie is because the pirates who gave it to me are sexist, not the writers. I repeat, not the writers, just the pirates. <laughs> That's why she was wearing lingerie. They gave her that like gown. I. That nighty? I was just... The way that they put her in clothing in this. Her yeah. first outfit was very cute. The pants, this the will be in pants my, were great. Yes, this will be my badges and tragedies. First outfit, very cute. But then the next ones, they were like, wow, all these sexist men around her keep yeah. putting her in sexist sexist outfits. Yeah. But that's why it's sexist. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're putting her in this so that her boobs can sort of just be like bouncing around for the rest of the movie. It's like, just admit it. Yeah. Just admit it. Yeah. Yeah. The way that she, she was in that lingerie, her third outfit of the night Mm -hmm. is another silky, very gorgeous, like silk. And she was like, yeah, the, the pirates, like the, the guys on this boat gave this to me. This is what they have for, for women is this perfectly fitting slip dress. I, you know what? I didn't bold this, but I have to ask what is with, Men in movies, men characters, giving a woman like a gorgeous skimpy gown (laughs) to put on. They do it all the time. Really? They do it in this. They do it in Pirates of the Caribbean. They make her put like a gown on. Yeah. They just did it in Wakanda Forever. (laughs) Really? Which was a perfect film and I loved it. But they did it in that one. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like when she's, when she's been taken by them, you mean? Like when she's, no. Oh. But is that one how it happens yeah. in this one? It's also like a prisoner. Uh-huh. As my prisoner, you're it's going like, look to look gorgeous gown. Beautiful and gorgeous. I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. I just can't imagine that is a situation. Yeah. That makes sense. Very So movie. do you just have a gorgeous dress on retainer? That's what was so funny about this one. When you capture a woman? Yeah. That's what she said in this. She was like, I guess they do this a lot. Mm. It's like, oh. But then there's got to be somebody that it's just not a good look for. There's most people, for most sure. Most people. But it fits you perfectly. Like, it's not going to fit most boobs. Yeah. So most boobs are just going to be like out. And when you are wearing a gown that is not designed for your boob size, it's actually not hot. Mm-hmm. Because if the boob is being squished yeah. or somehow 
shaped into a different shape yeah. that is not quite boob shape. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want that. Even if it's They're a lot of boob, throw which you off the boat. they think is good. And it's their fault. <laughs> I just like the idea of them purchasing this also, this dress. Like, where did they get it? What? Did they order it from a catalog? You can't order it online. There was no way to be anonymous about that purchase in 1936. Which one of them was like, I will pick out the prisoner. Yeah. The prisoner gown. Uh-huh. And it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. It's going to have a plunging neckline. I think it'd be nice to have sort of a, no an open back. back. <laughs> Absolutely no back at all. Like good for the whatever fashionista is on that boat choosing these prisoner yeah. outfits. Is there but- some sort of like designer who has risen to... <laughs> prominence in the supervillain community in the prisoner on a boat yeah so like okay yeah. another order for gorgeous gown it has to be ice palace because these are perfectly tailored uh-huh sienna rightfully so you've said if a man fell asleep immediately after a kiss like that i would kill him with my bare hands <laughs> they share an amazing amazing kiss finally yeah. on the boat or well i don't know a very sloppy kiss good for them mm-hmm. on the boat mm-hmm. at the towards the end mm-hmm. And uh, right after she gives him a big old kiss, they've had this whole adventure. So he kind of falls asleep mm-hmm. and, and she's like, oh, man, we never get the timing right. Oh, if somebody ever did that to me, I finally plant one on them after this huge adventure. Yeah. And they're like, uh-huh. I would kill them. That is so funny. They should be crying because of how wonderful my kiss was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I would be the one falling asleep. <laughs> Thanks for the kiss. I always say after a smooch. Thanks for the kiss. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for bada the smooch. <laughs> bada bye. I gotta go to bada bed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about the last note that we both wrote. Look at us. <laughs> Liana, your last note is, oh, that was Gimli. And yours is Sala is Gimli. <laughs> Maybe it was the brown face. Not my beard. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the brown face. That didn't help. Just generally. The, the, yeah. And then the, uh, what, 25 years before we saw, see him as Gimli. Right. And him being the height of a human man. A human man. It was such a bummer because I really enjoy that character. Yeah. When he sings a little ditty after Marion kisses him on the mouth, he has his like Liesel moment. <laughs> I love that. That's what I would do. If I got smooched, I would sing loud and then I would take a nap. I love that. That's actually very wonderful. Kind of a reverse sleeping beauty. (laughs) Or fuck, Snow White. Yeah. (laughs) Get kissed, then sing, then go to sleep. (laughs) Yes. Yes, let us move along. Let us um, excavate our way into our next segment, Badges and Tragedies, where we award the movie badges for bags of sand sand he does that little bag of sand yes and trages for taking cultural artifacts Mm -hmm. i have a badge for this mysterious introduction to indie it's just fun when you can't see a man's face for a little bit and you're like oh there he is it's really the best way to to sort of uh perceive a man from a distance yeah I have a badge for an outfit that is cute and functional. Oh, her red pants and great. little blouse. Very fun first outfit. I loved it. I, I thought would you were love- talking about his outfit, and I also think it applies. Also fun <laughs> and functional. And functional. <laughs> I have a badge for swinging on a vine to the theme song. Come on, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Absolutely. I have a badge for 
successfully an action film. Yeah. This is, it is fun for the whole family oh, in, it its, in its action moments. It was really very, and in addition to being thrilling, it was also very fun. There are many fun moments of so like shooting the, the beer barrel and it squirts oh, out. and Fun. Yeah, fun. Fun. Badge for this cozy home. Indiana Jones's home. I loved his home. Cozy as hell. <laughs> I've written badge for monkey, parentheses, except Nazi, frowny face. Wah, wah. Badge for showing on a map where we are going. Yes. I fucking love these little montages where you do a line from one place to another with a stupid little airplane icon. I oh, lo- I love it. I love those too. I love it. And I wrote badge for map scenes slash aesthetic layovers. Oh, very good. We went here to here to here. And I love that. Badge for this hokey fight choreography in the market. Some of this movie, very graphic and violent. Uh-huh. This market fight scene, no. They were punching each other in front of the face. And I said, thank you. Badge for, similarly, shooting the saber guy. That yeah. moment made me laugh out loud. It did. Badge for the deep V. Oh, man. Harrison was setting some fashion, I think some very formative for me personally, fashion oh. moments. Love that. With the hat. Love that. The deep V. Yeah. Ooh, baby. <gasps> I have a badge for a sidecar. I love to see a sidecar. What can I say? Badge for keeping a sand brush in your pocket. When he's down looking at the layout, doing his amulet, waiting for the sun to shine through it, he brushes off some sand. And then he's like, you know what? Let me use my sand brush. That's hot. Very hot. That's a hot. A prepared man. Yeah, I really like that. Oh my god, that's very hot. It's incredibly hot. <laughs> very archaeological of him. Mm. Badge for core strength. That car chase scene, especially, he had to hold himself and yeah. drag himself beneath. I mean, he had to hold on. I mean, or his or his ass would get sanded <laughs> off. His cheeks were getting so clapped. <laughs> Badge for Gimli's yell at the spooky face when they remove some sort of like block of rock and reveal an entrance to the temple there's a very spooky face uh-huh. and Gimli goes <laughs> oh <laughs> bad for getting smacked with the mirror oh that was fun when that was they're so fun. on the boat that made me laugh for a very long time <laughs> she moves the mirror and <laughs> Indy gets smacked with it and they zoom out to the boat and him going oh <laughs> My final badge is for their chemistry. Oh, yeah. I actually think it was great. Yeah. And I really love her as a character. Me too. She had a personality. Could you believe it? Trages? Trages. Got any of those? A trage for tarantulas. No, thank you, actually. Oh, no. no. No, thanks. You don't like that? No. Trage for literal lectures. This man <laughs> is a professor, and there are a few lectures in the movie, and yeah. I said, uh, mm. not for me. <laughs> Trage for what feels like a very reductive depiction of, quote unquote, the natives. Yeah. Yes. In every culture they visit. I have a trage for just generally, Indy was supposed to have met Marion very young. Yep. She was like 15. There was a line, I was a child. I was in love. And he says, you knew what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Let's wait, 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 wait. And as you said, she was originally supposed to be 11 when Uh, they met. But then she was 15. It's just sort of like, yep. it's it's the 80s. And he's doctor age, so it's been yeah. more than 10 years since he was 15, right. for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah. Trage for snakes. And then actually, this isn't a trage, it's a brag. <laughs> brag for it. Just kidding. 
For whatever reason, snakes don't really bother me. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with snakes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Trage for no bra for most of the movie. Mm. Trage for it feels like some snakes were harmed. <laughs> and turns out I was right. Wow. Until they were saved by Vivian Kubrick. <laughs> Snake advocate. Snake savior. <laughs> Snake ally. Trage for bug crawled into French guy's mouth. Yeah. Uh, my final trage is a trage for the Nazi was racist even to the guy who was helping him. I was like, what? Which one? What? Oh, this was in there on a boat and the captain of the boat was black and the Nazi said something like very racist to him. And I was like, he found you the captive that you're looking. What are you? What are you doing? My final trage is for the the big man getting blended. Oh, I can never watch that scene. I hate it so much. I hate it with my life. I hate people getting scared right before they die. And it was just. Oh, that's the problem for you? And then okay. the splatters of blood. Yeah. This movie was crazy violent. At it times. was really, really violent sometimes. Yeah. Him, Alfred Molina got like stabbed in every part of his body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. There was Somebody like, gets shot in the head and there's like a lot of blood. Really kind of graphic images yeah. of it. And then when the people's faces are melting, it's like, that, can you watch that? I did watch that. Cause, cause it's silly. It's so funny. Yeah. I, when the man's head exploded, I laughed aloud. <laughs> okay. Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Our next segment of course is how to pretend you've seen this film. Yes. This is for you are. In class. In class. You just want to watch your hot, hot professor. Yes. Um, Harrison Ford. <laughs> who's teaching a yeah. class. <laughs> Honestly, at any age. <laughs> teaching a class. And you're just, you're focused, you're laser focused, but of course. Belloc is Belloc. sidling up to you and he says, I'm Sitting right next to you. <laughs> Hello. I would like to discuss with you, please, uh, my favorite subject, archaeology and... Uh, I love the books. Yeah. I love the items, the objets that I have found in the desert. You say this have is, you been? This is a, a class about planes. Ah, I, I love be- planes. Trains, planes, automobiles. Oh, God, I so have cool. journeyed on all sorts. Um, and every time I think of archaeology, <laughs> I am reminded of my favorite film, A Piece du Cinema. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, God. Have you seen it? I'm going to tell you uh, all about it. No, please stop. And in right order now. to stop Belloc from digging into this subject too much, mm-hmm. we are going to give you some things that you can say yes. to pretend that you've seen the film Indiana Jones, The Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. of the Lost Ark. Yes, Belloc. I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, there was a moment early on where the title card just says South America, 1936. And I'm just curious, like, do we maybe want to be a bit more specific? (laughs) Yes, Belloc, I have seen the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That movie is a beautiful marriage of the minds of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, two amazing world-building creatives coming together in one action-packed film. Belloc, arrête, stop. Stop it. Yes, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Me personally, if my ex appeared via his iconic outline when I was 10 shots deep. Oh my God. I would would climb Everest to get away. Why doesn't alcohol do anything to her? She's so powerful. powerful. She's so feminist. (laughs) She can't get drunk. (laughs) Yes, Belloc, I have seen 
the film Raiders of the Lost Ark. Fun fact, everybody but Steven Spielberg got dysentery (laughs) on the film, which if you watch it again with that information in mind, adds a whole other layer of suspense to the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Bellic, yes, and I'm not going to wear that gown that you're just presenting to me. I'm free to go whenever I want. That's not, this isn't going to, no. I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. And honestly, my take, Indiana Jones and that French guy had sexual tension. Oh, baby. Hell yeah. Yes, Bellic, I have seen the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones was actually created as a tribute to Lucas's favorite heroes of 1930s matinee serials. And it was the first time that they'd seen this sort of adventure trope brought to life in such a grandiose way. People loved it. Bellic, stop talking. You can't do this to me. I'm an American. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. And now that you have... Expelled Bellic from the school and excused him from the class. We can move on to our next segment that is designed to save you time. This is the segment Should You Watch This Or? In which we tell you if you should watch this movie or if you should do anything else with your time. Liana, what do you think? Honestly, this movie is fun. It's dumb, and it's disrespectful, <laughs> so you need to keep that in mind while watching it. It's not perfect, but it's fun. It's a very fun film. The If you're in the mood for a silly little movie where everything was very clearly filmed on a set, and oh boy, is that a hot man <laughs> who's great at his job? Absolutely. Check out this movie. Awesome. What would you say? I... I like this film fine. Mm-hmm. What it mainly made me want to do the mm-hmm. whole time is go on a ride. Because oh. all the fun stuff, I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I was mm. wish I was on the actual Indiana Jones ride. Mm-hmm. So I say go, go to an amusement park. Get on a roller coaster. Or go to Disneyland. Get on that Indiana Jones ride. Yes. Have a fun experience like that. That was all the, the real fun that I got out of this yeah. was that, that thrill. Mm. Liana, what would you rate the film The Raiders of the Lost Ark? I would give this movie 3.5 little golden boys (laughs) out of five. I enjoy it so much. I think it's very fun. I think that it has many, many pitfalls, so to speak. Uh But I love that the woman has her own agency. Yeah, she's Uh, a good character. She's feisty and they pair very well together. I also Googled it and the actors were only nine years apart in age. So it's not, you know, the worst it could have been. It's certainly not the worst we've seen on this list. And she was a grown woman? She was a grown, she was legally a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And I love anything that sort of ties into some history a little bit. So you can kind of do some Googling afterwards. Yeah. Very fun. Very disrespectful. (laughs) Sienna, what would you rate the movie? I'm going to give this movie three poisoned dates out of five. Mm. I feel pretty neutral on this movie, mm. but it was really fun. I watched it with my family, with the whole family. Oh, fun for the whole family. And it was fun for the whole family. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, there was a point where I was like, yeah, I'm about ready for this movie to be over. And it went on for about 25 more minutes. Ah, okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm not a big action. 
I like the action parts of action movies and then all the plot stuff. I could just walk out into the other room and get a snack. So mm. it was it was fun. It'd be fun to have on. I felt fine about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm giving it three out of five. Yes. Enjoy. Indiana Jones is hot. <laughs> well, everybody, this episode is now being put in a crate and wheeled into a museum for storage <laughs> because we have finished our review of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Tossed Popcorn. We are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon. If you enjoy this podcast, please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It makes a big difference. It still makes a big difference. Every vote counts. This is America. And join us next week for a very special listener chosen holiday episode. Woohoo! See you then. Tune in. Should we tell them what it is? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Meet Meet me me in in St. Louis. (laughs) St. Louis. Thank you. We love you. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> this is our segment, Liana's Fine with Snakes. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.